Welcome in to a very interesting, if nothing else, Imperfect Pour. We are live reviewing 1923 Bourbon Bar in Mandalay Place in Las Vegas, Nevada. We are the first podcast to do this. That we know of. That we know of, that we've been told of. Last time we heard that someone did a recording was about 20 plus years ago. So this is going to be interesting. Tonight's tasting hosted by our bartender, Nick, who is making our first drink and will be telling us about the password for this speakeasy hidden away in Mandalay Place. But at our tasting tonight is Jeff, Aaron, Travis, Michael, Randy, and Derek to my right. So 1923 is, uh, uh, as Nick comes in with the first shot. Oh, this is the password. This is what you need to know to make sure that the bartenders know you're in the right place. True, this true. is the, the, the Pablo Escobar. Just the, the Escobar. The Escobar. Mm -hmm. I am going to uh, take a sip and do a little bit of pass around here. Um, this is a, a hell of a drink. You want to tell us uh, in it or should we just go with it? Uh, it's it's good. It's a uh, cool little story. It's uh, Mar Montenegro, which we love and we uh, you know drink too much of. It's amazing. And uh, of course, we had to fortify it with a little more whiskey. So we had some Irish whiskey to it, and uh, it's one of those uh, one of those things that you don't you don't you, you don't see coming, and it hits you like a freight train. <laughs> I, I got a question. This is a bourbon bar, right? Yes, sir. Why are you using Irish whiskey for a bourbon drink? You know what? I it just it just so happened because I mean, oh, you know what? It, historically, the bartenders in Las Vegas that's what they drink is is uh, Jameson. Just so everybody drinks Jameson. So I mean, what's you know you can't go wrong with Jamo. They figured it out. Let's let's add it to. Uh, Let's add it to uh, some 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 Amaro and, and see what happens. And but besides that, I mean, you're right. It's a bourbon bar. This is the secret drink. This is not on your menu. No, no, no. This not is not even in your hidden menu. No, it's not even on the secret menu. No. This is this is you got to be it's in the, the know. Yep. You got to get go up to the bar. You got to look them square in the guy, square in the eye, and go, Pablo Escobar. <laughs> and what was in this you said? So this is Montenegro uh, Amaro and Jameson. And Jameson, yep. And those okay. And those who don't know in Spanish, Montenegro means little stallion. Yep. <laughs> uh, um, you heard it first. Yeah. You're <laughs> uh, such an ass. Uh, so let, let's actually talk about this shot because um, I've become a fan of, of, uh, of Montenegro because of these guys. Um, we actually use it in, in a little bit of a... Um, our last review was uh, with port wine and we did a beatnik as our cocktail. Nice. Nice. And we changed the Amaro to Montenegro. What do you think? Um, <laughs> when we used it with the Ruby port, it worked out well. The one that we won with was a vintage. It did not work out well. <laughs> but that's that's kind of the point of the show sometimes. It was bad. <laughs> so we ended up using uh, Henry McKenna Sour Mash Bourbon nice. as, our, as our mix with it and... Yeah, the, when when done properly with the ruby, there's a reason why you should make them with a ruby. For those who haven't caught that episode, listen to the port. Um, <laughs> but I I decided to use Montenegro purely because of this place. This is by far one of my favorite hidden gems, as it were. My my real problem is you guys are only open that's Friday it. and Saturday. Friday and Saturday, that's it. That's it. Currently, for the last uh, what three four years, so. Friday, Saturday only, um, sometimes exceptions, but for the most part, that's it. To the public, it's Friday, Saturday. Uh, yep, that's it. And you just got, and, and you got to, you, you guys keep it a little bit open, but if you don't know to go under the staircase in Mandalay, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna blow right by it. And it is literally my my opinion as far as true classic cocktails, and we'll get into those in a minute. Yes, sir. <laughs> the best little spot to hang in in all of it. If you are a true alcohol aficionado. If you're a casual enjoyer of classic cocktails, I cannot tell you another place that comes close to this. Um, and the 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 bartenders here. I was gonna say, should we call you mixologist? You guys, classic. Yeah, we're just we're just bartenders. We're just here to you know people thank have you. a good time. And, we, you know, it's overused. Mixologist is overused. And it's, you thank know, you. We're not full of shit. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I think I'm gonna like this place. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're at the end of the day. We're you know we're just regular. Guys like anybody else, they're just having fun, and you know, hoping that our our people that come through have fun as well. So that's really all it is, you know. The term mixologist has, has been associated with, uh, uh, you know, twisty mustaches and, and a bunch of shit, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know what? No, 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 we're just here to have fun. That's all it is. 
Uh, I, I so appreciate that. I was jokingly, I think I um, when I was driving in, I'm like, maybe these guys might be better off called um, classic cocktail historians. <laughs> maybe that's a little, maybe a little too far. Maybe that's the other side of pretentious. Maybe you don't need yeah, to go that yeah. far. Stop searching it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I think drunkards is far enough. You know, that's good enough. <laughs> But, but let, let, me, let me explain what kind of place this is. If you come up to the bar here and you say, give me something that Professor Thomas would be proud of, they would not stare at you blindly like, what the hell are you talking about? This, yeah. this, this is a place that knows what they're talking about. And when we get into our cocktails after this fantastic little shot here, um, we'll, we'll get to delve into how well you guys have preserved and properly updated some of the classics that uh, just don't get the love that they should. Um, I think up first, what are we going for? Your your barrel aged old fashioned. The old fashioned, yeah. Old fashioned would be number one. Yep. Yeah, um, and and we're going to make sure that we get some pictures in Instagram because part of it is you guys have a certain level of the right amount of flair. Yeah. I don't mean that in the sense of that you guys are juggling bottles back there because flair that you go to other places for that. You, that's just a Cirque du Soleil of bartending. You want someone who knows what they're actually creating. Why? This isn't. You don't do anything that's unnecessary. True. So. True. Uh, we'll we'll make sure we get some of those pictures up. So I'm sure that when people see them, they're gonna want to see it in person because you guys yeah, 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 do it course. do it square. Course. I think we're gonna make a little bit of a pause so that we can get that uh, rounded up and started up on uh, our first full cocktail of the night. Before we get too far into uh, the cocktails tonight. Let's talk about that shot. I was kind of waiting for, for Nick to step out for the night. Man, for a simple two-ingredient shot, I, I like the direction. They really hyper-chill it properly. Jeff, you want to give me some comments on this one? Sure. Um, I'm probably going to more talk about it as, uh, as ingredients for the shot itself, um, not so much taste-wise. Um, I drank pretty quick before I passed it on. I will say, though, um, the Montenegro, um, you're getting a lot of the flavors of that, and I feel like the, the choice to chill it as much as they did and the Jameson made actually it, it very shootable in that regard. It's, it, it was a good decision for that shot just because I felt like if you were to have one of these, there's enough there flavors-wise that you would definitely want to end up wanting to have another one. Otherwise, uh, just very shootable because of all the, the sort of simpler notes of like the Jameson up front. And, and how cool is it that that's, I mean... That's a password. I mean, you don't you don't get in you don't get that shot unless you get that password in. It, it, it gives that ambiance along with a very interesting way to go. You know, like you were saying, chill up the shot, send it up, present. The password gives it almost like a speakeasy type feel. Yeah, which is kind of fun. Um, and I, I I agree. I think the, the the ingredients chilled that way really makes it all speak out. Um, when you guys want to say something else on, on it, you guys want to talk about the taste on this thing. Oh yeah, this is Aaron. And man, I when I took this sip of the shot. Uh, I instantly was hit by rose petals all cascading through my mouth. Um, I my mom makes rose jam, and so I've had rose jam, and it tastes just like that, but less sweet and alcohol. Like it, it just in a in a shot version, it was it was crazy. I actually part of the reason why I like them using Jameson is because it's a, it, Jameson is generally perceived as a smoother Irish whiskey, although it's kind of a, a brash one. It, it gets smooth because it's chilled. Um, I think that they do a good choice here with it. I'm getting ready here to bring in our cocktails, so let's pause for it. Should we taste it now? Yeah, so uh, so Nick has brought us in our uh, our barrel-aged Old Fashions. You guys barrel-age these on site, right? We do, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, batch, uh, we make a pretty good-sized batch, and then let it sit in the barrel about two weeks. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it just, over time, changes. You can change. You can taste the, the difference in flavor within the first 48 hours or so. Yeah. Now, uh, are you using spit barrels in general? Is there a, a American distillery oak. or no? Uh, just, I mean, it's just, just fresh American oak. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Just uh, we'll char American oak. Or char yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but so not we'll, a pre whiskey barrel at that. No, point. no, 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 no. They're just uh, you can buy them almost anywhere. You can yeah. buy them online. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, the, the, the deeper the char, the better. Or you know, you yeah. can char rechar whatever you want. Cool. Uh, so we use that and then just uh, throw all the components into the barrel um, as opposed to just doing the whiskey. So. It, uh, it kind of changes over time, and also what we do is a little, a little uh, take on a, on a classic old-fashioned. Instead of uh, one of the orange and the cherry, we use all liquid ingredients. You know, mm -hmm. so the liquid ingredients being, um, you know, we use the bourbon. Um, we orange, yeah, sorry, uh, dried orange curacao instead of uh, mm -hmm. one of the orange, um, and cherry bitters uh, instead of you know one of the cherry. 
Do you um, sell this by the gallon? <laughs> we probably should. I've had people tell me, you know, you should package this and sell it. I would believe me if I had the permits to, I would. <laughs> you know, that's other legalities come with that. I think. Yeah. Um, I thought at one point in time you guys uh, this thing got ranked pretty well nationally, didn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's been honestly a claim to fame. Um, it's a crowd pleaser for sure. Uh, we go through quite a bit of it with in in our private events and all and on the weekends. Um, I mean, definitely crowd favorite. You know, just pump those guys out. Um, you know, it's 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 good. It's easy. It's delicious and it's dangerous. Is what it is. You know, yeah. two is good and three is uh, one too many. Uh, yeah, wow. Uh, mm, I don't. Mm. <laughs> it's one of those It's one of those It sounds like I can handle three by three. Like, oh, why did I do yeah. this? Mm-hmm. And we're, of course, we're doing. We've got three more cocktails after this, anyway. So we're. Yeah. I have a feeling by the time we get to the end, we're going to be um, sloppier than we need to be. Feeling gravy. Yeah. yeah. So yes, sir. One question I do have to ask is, what bourbon do you use in it? Uh, for this one, we use uh, usually bullets is what we use as our stable bourbon. Um, you know. We can, you can use honestly whatever you like, but Bullet is kind of uh, accessible and it's it's got the you know the round flavor. It's good. It's an all around good one. You don't lose the wi- the whiskey flavor at all, um, and it adds to you know it's not overly sweet. It's not uh, overly strong, so it just it works out really well. Yeah, balanced. Um, and I know that uh, for most of the country, the old fashioned has come into vogue again. It, it just seems Big to time. be mm-hmm. like every every. Every bar that rep- you know, respects itself has to have, has to be able to make an old fashioned. And even three or four years ago, that was not the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you guys just again, you took a classic and you guys decided to find a really fun way to make it go advanced and take the next level yeah. with it, um, which is what I try to preach all the time because everyone can take a measuring, you know, a jigger and a pony and and follow a, a recipe, but man. As you're talking about, you know, going going the curacao and going with the, I, I didn't even know you guys were using uh, the cherry bitters. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. And, Always. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for the love of God for you guys making a taking a chance. Yeah. On it and not going so weird and so off the wall. I've I went on, been on cruise ships and it's they they're throwing soda water in it and. It, it just at the end of the day, it's just the most bastardized version of something, and they're still yeah. attaching the same name to it. You've made a different drink at yeah, that point, yeah. but I appreciate you taking a risk and doing some things, yeah, but yeah, still yeah. honoring the actual, the the cocktail itself, and and not not straying from what the original actually was. Yeah, so I, it's, it's yeah. you did a killer job. Thank and you. I think yes, of course you're welcome. Um, I think uh, in 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 my in my viewpoint, uh, ever since the beginning, I've always you know. Done. I do tons and tons of research on cocktails, classic cocktails, and all, and discovering the original recipe for the old fashioned. It was super simple. You know, you had your spirit, you had bitters, you had sugar, and a little bit of water, which is your your water is your ice, and that's it. You really didn't need any filler. Um, and you know, you make it with a real original recipe from the 1800s, and you're like, God damn, that's a good drink. You know, like you know, there's a reason why it's been around for 200 years. I want to make one other comment here before you pass on. You talk about water, and I want to note that. There is a fantastic, lovely little chunk of ice in there. You guys go down to the the something that is most people you know forget about, don't even worry about. Your ice is clean, it's crisp, it is exactly what you need. Crystal clear, it, exactly. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to throw it in there because again, people are going to hear this. I think they're going to want to see. Yes, of course. Uh, and and you guys also uh, flame your orange every rind. every single drink. Yep, every single old fashioned flame the orange peel uh, to char the the essence of the orange on top. So. It gives you a little different characteristic uh, on top of your drink. So when you bring it, bring it to your nose, you get a, a big waft of fresh orange, a little bit of charred orange, yeah. um, and it just adds all the you know, all the component of the drink just rounds it all out. It's awesome. Yeah, Jeff, go. No, with I'm, it. I'm just gonna leave with honestly. I thought I didn't like old fashions. I, I've, I've <laughs> tried them before. No, I there's a couple bars down the street from when I was going through college. Some people from the film school, right as they were coming back into popularity, they were like, oh yeah, you gotta try this drink. And I tried them like, why? And, and obviously they were doing some of what Travis was describing. They were trying some things that were very strange, very weird things. It seemed like it tasted different at every place that I tried it. I'm like, I feel like they're trying to vary something. And I'm like, why did it come back in the first place? I, I can see why. I was actually, there's a little part of me that's always worried any time we go out to a place that's like, are we just... Knowing that we're going to a place and knowing that we're drinking something ahead of time, are we worried that we're going to have to like pull a punch and drink something that happens to be pretty bad, but we want to, we're, we're here and we want to say good things about it? 
I'm glad we don't have to do that. It's actually freaking so incredible. Good job, don't worry. There's other drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see because after this we're gonna aim, uh, aim for your Manhattan. Let's do it. Manhattan. And, yep. And uh, we actually, well, in in our very first published episode, we uh, we were exploring whiskeys of the world, and we decided to screw around with um, <laughs> making Manhattans. It's actually where we found Henry McKenna, uh, our our favorite uh, cheap. I don't want to say cheap, inexpensive yeah. because He's uh, delicious. Uh, yeah, delicious. Sub thirty dollars. Bottled and bond ten year bourbon is is crazy good. Yeah, and we made a first Manhattan. And it was it was tasty, but I threw a curveball at them and I threw them um, in a tasting Sino um, tequila. <laughs> it wasn't a curveball. It was the most disgusting. Still the worst. <laughs> that was a it was a spitball. That was a knuckleball. <laughs> that had some kind of grime. Yeah, it was yeah. like yeah. that's funny. Which people should go back and listen because man, they're like, is this from Texas? Uh, did you what? It's it's two sisters from Ireland who. Brought over their stills, brought over their methodology, and made tequila like it was Irish whiskey. I will pat myself on the back. I knew that was some bullshit tequila. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we both followed from yeah, Mexico. But, that was. But but we we decided we are we are imperfectionists. Why don't they make Manhattans out of this? We we, we found out. We found uh, out. No, no, there are good reasons. There's exactly. good reasons. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, take take our advice. Listen to us. Be stupid idiots. You don't have to. Um, any guys? Anything else you guys want to add about this old fashioned, Michael? You no. Know, oh well. Sorry. All right, Derek, go first. I'm oh, Michael. And... Right. I was just gonna say that um, I kind of have to eat a little bit of crow on this one because uh, I have always been of the opinion that to make an old fashioned right, you just have to do it exactly the way that it's always been made traditionally. You got to muddle just a little bit of stuff, just a few ingredients, and it has to be the exact same ones, or else it's just gonna be shit. Because I've seen people put like apple juice in them, and just Ooh. if you if, if you're Ooh. if you're if you're curious, don't. Um, and this is my first time having an all liquid old fashioned that I just thought, wow, this is delicious. It's not overly syrupy. You, you. It's not overly sweet. It just it's balanced. Yeah. It's not hot. It's, it's not scary balanced. Oh, yeah. it's it's. Yeah. I didn't know that that was like I, the ratios are just perfect. Yeah, Michael, what do you want to add on this? Uh, I just, I really love this drink for the adventure. I, I really love the whole experience, even down to going to other hipster or vintage style bars and watching them pull out their big lighter to, you know, flame that orange peel. And this guy's over here with a wooden match, and I actually feel like that little bit of smoke on top of the glass actually really helps, that wood smoke. There's, there's so many little elements, and so the smell, watching them make the drink, uh, I think we're going to have a little bit of video to accompany, and, um, just down to how smooth and well-balanced the cocktail and how much it's probably going to knock me on my ass. Because if you guys don't know yet, I'm usually the first one white girl wasted in this group. I just <laughs> we, can't hang know Becky. I love trying. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Becky. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my God. So, Randy, what, what do you got over there? So, I unfortunately have to admit that I do love old fashions, and I do like trying the different inter- iterations that happen. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a good old-fashioned when it's done properly and right. But also, I don't mind... When they try something like a vanilla bitters or something different like that. Yeah. What I do love about this old fashioned is the bouquet of oranges that you get when you bring it to your face. Like it's just perfect in your face. A little slight cherry tinge at the end of the drink. And the best part about all of this is because they don't use sugar, there's none of that at the end where you get a mouthful of sugar because they use sugar in cold water and it doesn't like mix. And it does not I dilute. Love yeah, that. it's a lot harder for it to dilute. Yep. So I can just drink this all day long and you know, I, I'm gonna get in a lot so of trouble. So can we? <laughs> yeah, so th- this just brings it to me. You know, you, you come in here and you can tell that the bartenders okay. drink their own product too. Oh, because big time. if you guys, yeah, yeah. I, that, that's how you guys know that it's always the right way. Because I, I guarantee, if if one of you guys went uh, something wrong, you guys would probably dump that batch and start it over, wouldn't you? So of course, in a heartbeat. Well, oh yeah, they would dump it into like a to go <laughs> take it home because it's still you gotta analyze. It's still an old fashioned at the end of the day. <laughs> we have to figure out what went wrong. Train. I mean, Double down the gullet. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Is that an industry term? Oh. As far as as far as like beers that we've made and stuff, like they just get growlered and canned and they go home to the brewers. <laughs> we'll palate it. It's palatable. Yeah. It, it still it still gets the job done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anything else? Yeah. Uh, I had one little thing to add. Um, I was thinking about it when he was talking about that bouquet of oranges, and if you've ever been in the room while someone is polishing wood furniture with orange oil, this drink is very reminiscent of that really nostalgic feel. But it doesn't taste like the polish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't taste like <laughs> orange oil, Randy. 
and it, it's in a policy way. It's important <laughs> that he said he said orange oil, not orange like pledge or something like like oil. Yeah, which is totally like, understandable. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally understandable. Like the, yeah. the essence of the, the oil, the orange is definitely there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I think this is anyone who comes here. First time, even a re- even a regular, because you don't have regulars that often, right? Uh, we got a few. We got a few. We got a few. We love our regulars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they should all start with one of these. I think uh, so. I, I mean, the only reason why you would not want to start with one of these is, you know, you guys have some kooky, hidden, little specialty bottle that you want to have a little neat before you get into the night. Yeah, shh. <laughs> I mean, it is a bourbon bar. You might have a couple of nice little th- uh, little hidden gems back there, oh, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. A few. Um Anything else you guys want to add on this uh, this old-fashioned? Nah. Yeah, Randy, are you good? Oh, good. Uh, I think we're going to move on to the next one. Thank you very much. Let's move yes, on sir. to the Manhattan. Yeah. While, uh, while Nick is getting our next round ready, uh, we had a, had a couple of step away just to make sure we get things videotaped and pictured for everyone because this is just a crazy event. Um, talk to me, guys, about... Oh, where did we end off? Uh, was it by Travis or Aaron? No, no, I need to go. Okay, so. Travis. Talk, about, talk to us about the Pablo Escobar. Okay, so... Me and Aaron had a little bit of a, a disagreement off, off air. Would that be sure off possible? Off mic, yeah. Um, it was it, like we do not see eye to eye on this at all, and, it, and it's in the best possible way because they're both good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't a disagreement, and one liked it or didn't. I got zero rose petals, zero botanical, floral, anything. I got straight like candied banana, not in an artificial way, not not in like this tastes like it was it was just they like melted down some laffy banana laffy taffy and oh, it, I got it so good but it was it was like I, I hate to pull this back to beer but if anybody's ever had like a Belgian quad you get a lot of those those dark like almost almost the bananas that are overripe that you would use in banana bread where it's just the, the sugars have gone super sweet and perfect. Like, you don't want to eat it because it looks ugly, but if you actually taste it, it's fantastic. That's what I got, and I, that's all I got. It was one of the most smooth shots I've ever had in my life. Absolute zero burn. And yeah. having it that ice cold was just... Uh, I mean, if, if the old-fashioned that we had was dangerous, that stuff was murderer's row right there it's you, you could drink you could drink that all night and not realize what you've done to yourself until they're at walking you out of the bar because you can't <laughs> carry you out yeah because you can't stand on your own two feet it was it was absolutely fantastic jeff you wanted a rebuttal i kind of cut you off the first oh no, time. no i didn't want a rebuttal i actually wanted to just kind of piggyback on that because belgian quad what i feel like was a good note for kind of almost the texture and the feel of it just it being so thick and strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, Derek, yeah? If I could just, sorry, it just it goes in line with that banana comment. The funny thing is that I have always felt weird that About every time bananas. I try, every time that I try, well, I can't have any over six inches, or else it just feels full. <laughs> but whenever I try Irish whiskey, I tell people this, and they look at me like I'm absolutely fucking crazy. But I've always thought that Irish whiskey has a little bit of an aftertaste that tastes like banana. And especially when I have it mixed with something that's a bit of a, uh, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like an opposite flavor. A bitter? A more bitter. A complimentary? To, not, not, not complimentary, but yeah, like that. And I've always had that, that idea. So one thing when I was bartending, um, what we used to do with Irish whiskey is one of the coolest things you can do, and it's any whiskey in general, um, I think we've done this on one of the shows, too, when we drank an Irish whiskey, is you put the smallest amount in the palm of your hand, and then you Mr. Miyagi it. If anybody is old enough to understand that reference, if you're too young, it's just yeah, rubbing yeah. it really fast with Jackie okay. Chan, right? until it's super hot, and you smell it. And most Irish whiskeys, you're going to get some banana I'm so know. happy you so, told me that because I've, I've always felt like an insane Yeah, no, you guys, are, you, guys, you guys are just both pro. I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. Um, Michael, Randy, you guys want to talk about the uh, the Escobar? Sure. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. I I'm always a little leery coming in for bitter things because it's not a a palate that I've acclimated to very well, and I've only really started recently. Didn't have my fir- enjoy my first coffee until I was in my mid twenties, really. Like I just didn't grow up with it. Okay. Um, but I really liked this as an Irish whiskey drinker. I I actually think it really mellowed out the Jameson. I always feel, feel like Jameson's a harsher Irish whiskey, and it was it was delightful. I liked the way that the bitters kind of brought that uh, a good earthiness to it. 
uh, herbal almost. Okay. Randy, you want to tag onto it? So, I mean, I, I would actually say more mineral than herbal, personally. Because okay. I, I got the, the that, that strong bitter that's mineral flavored. But it also kind of goes in with that same, it, it, it complemented the Jameson in a way where it was like, you got that allspice, like, mineral flavor with bread and bananas. I did get the bananas. I totally agree with you. I always get the bananas when it comes to Irish. Uh, so I, I understand where you're coming from. But with Jameson, because it's harsher, you get that barrel char. And with the uh, bitters, you can almost get this, like, turnip flavor, which is a, a, bit, a, a bit weird for me to, like, describe. But that's where I could get yeah. it. So what you're saying is, come in, order the Pablo Escobar, uh, and then look at them square in the eyes and go, this shit is bananas. Uh, I mean, fucking swear to God. Uh, you guys knew that was coming. Except Chris, it's not bananas, it's actually rose petals. So, <laughs> just, just, well, banana petals. Okay. Like you, you, know, you don't leave no all your shit at all. Rose, right? rose petals, right? Yeah. Rows and rows of these. Do you think we could. Do you think on the back of this podcast we can sell. Aaron's mom's rose jam now too because it doesn't well, need any marketing. I'm not, it would I'm just not, sell itself. I'm not sure because it, uh, that's her jam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is Aaron texting you these jokes? Because this is no, you're, 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 step, you're getting on his corner right no, now. No, you're simpatico. <laughs> I used the word once, twice, 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 twice. twice. <laughs> in two different recordings. Yeah, yeah it's, once a yeah, night. It's, it's a catchphrase now. Yeah, he, he, he's officially said it. Take a drink. <laughs> uh, we're having a good time here at 1923. This is the Imperfect Four. I'm I'm happy to uh, get ready. Oh, it looks like we've got ourselves some Manhattans coming in right now. Uh, man, we just traveled across to the East Coast, man. By the way, I love a Manhattan for the cherry that comes with it. You right? Oh. Can you believe how many people just... Toss that cherry, and I'm like, no, no, no. Wait, what? Oh yeah, Luxardo. Oh, no, I don't like cherries. I don't like cherries. I'm like, wait, you've never had this cherry. Do you go Luxardo? Yeah, yeah. That's similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him I go. I should charge him for that cherry. Yeah. A can of cherries is like ninety bucks. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I was at a bar That's once. Delicious. I was at a bar once, and somebody thought that their like tray of brandy cherries that they made at home was for like snacking on. Oh, that's awesome. As they reach over the bar and is eating them, and then the bartender just turns and looks at him and just. The murder I could see brewing in his eyes. <laughs> so beyond the cherry, let's actually talk about your Manhattan here, because this is barrel aged, also, right? It is, uh huh. Yep. Uh, so talk to us about your your procedure for these bad boys. So uh, same basic deal. We uh, batch it. Uh, we use actually a rye for this Manhattan. We'll do we? Uh, we use Good. bullet bullet rye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the only way. I, I, honestly, that's I think that's the original. And that's the best way to do it. Just because you get that spice that stands up uh, to the vermouth. I and also place. if it's made you know the correct proportions yeah so so not to not to step on my own jokes here but you're saying the spice of a rye not the spice of a tequila uh, <laughs> uh, it depends on the tequila I would think <laughs> don't 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 encourage me don't encourage like, no, <laughs> let, let, let's talk let, let's actually talk about this Manhattan though um, I you you say rye and man first thing I get is just that right amount of sharp rye flavor that you should get from, well, much any drink that's designed to be a, a rye uh, a rye cocktail. Yeah. Um, talk to me about your guys' cherries, because we're, we're joking <laughs> about it, but, I mean, I don't, not, not to say that we want to pop them or anything like that, but this, you know. Are we, are we picking from Randy's pickup lines right now? Tell me about your cherry. Wow. Yeah, that, that's what this ends up turning into. She just wants to drink three. Awesome. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, it just gets better and better. Yeah. So, um, you guys branded these yourselves, or are they. No, 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 no. We, we order those. Uh, we have a. Uh, a, a company actually, uh, well, somebody that delivers them to us, but we do get a big batch. I mean, if you buy them online, they're they're pretty a little small container. You get them. We actually get a a big boy holds about uh, two thousand cherries or so. So you know, we only order cherries once every three four months if we're lucky. You know, unless <laughs> unless somebody eats them all. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, we we're kind of we're kind of uh, scarce with the cherries too. We, we do one cherry per customer um, unless people request. You know, but after a while, like, no, I'm not gonna ask for the cherries. They're too expensive. Sorry. It's oh, the worst. <laughs> you guys want to talk in about this uh, this cocktail here? Yeah. Um, uh, super, super interesting in, in in what I'm getting on the nose and on the flavor is it's it's super spicy. Not in the the hot way, obviously, but 
almost like um, like a clove or cinnamon or cardamom. Yes, like, yeah. a, like I was gonna yeah. say, like when you when I, I don't know if anybody's ever had like wassail, like around Christmas time or the the, the hot ciders. That, oh, yep, yep, those yep, are the yep. spices I'm getting, yeah. and it's it's so awesome because you don't get that a lot. No, and they shine through so much. It, it, they don't they don't overpower the actual whiskey itself, but they complement it so so much, and it's just nice to to get to to taste all the ingredients in a cocktail all at the same time without anything really stepping on anybody else's toes. Essentially, it's yeah. It, it, but like, like what what Randy did chime in and say is you're you're getting you're you're getting a lot of those those spices right up front. You're getting them on the nose, on the palate, and they're all very very up front. It's it's nothing like after you take a second, it, you, you're getting all those flavors right at the very front of your yeah. tongue. So it's yeah, it's fantastic. Sorry, it's like it's fruit forward but spice forward. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, and I see it. Um, it's kind of uh. I mean, with that recipe, I, I played a little bit with that recipe, and, and I kind of modified it to the way that I like it. And I think a lot of times, uh, the biggest problem that I've seen in many Manhattan's I've had is that the vermouth, well, first of all, it's cheap vermouth, cheap vermouth yes. is the worst. Yes. Second is that the proportion of vermouth is equal to the whiskey, so you lose all the whiskey if, if Wait, it's made it properly. Really? You know what I mean? No, it's, not, it's not in a traditional one, but yeah. in a lot of places, they'll make them one-to-one. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, I'll do it where I go. I do two parts, two and a half parts rye whiskey to a three-quarter part oh. of, of vermouth. Yeah. And I mean, I you know that, and of course the bitters that I throw in there make a difference too. You probably got a little hint of anise as well. Okay, yeah, because for me, uh, it was definitely spice up front, but then yeah, it just goes straight to like black licorice. Yeah. And I do not like black licorice at all. <laughs> so this is like. I, like I drink it, I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, this is, oh god. <laughs> you will get that hit. Yeah, I'm looking it's forward like to the so sazerac. Good, and then it just yeah. so hopefully it's subtle though. Hopefully it's not, not too me. overpowering. <laughs> oh, it, it, yeah. I mean, this is. I mean, it tastes like a good black licorice taste for those that would like that, but yeah. I just don't like that taste. I, I actually want a counterpoint to someone who absolutely despises black licorice. It doesn't bother me at all. It's more of like yeah. a subtle flavor, at least for me personally. Yeah. It's an I'm accent. able to get the, the definitely mostly the rye. It definitely stands out above everything else. It's at least a I feel soft like. anise flavor. That's just delightful. Yeah. And it's long lasting too. Delightful soft anise. Last too long. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! He went there. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I guess he likes the background. That's uh, three drinks yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I, I did just have a general note on this one. Is I felt like we definitely went from what felt. I, I'm gonna almost echo a, a comment that I had back when we were doing our beer ones, where we went from kind of almost a lighter one to a more heavier, almost winter one, and that's kind of almost what it felt like we went to here. We went from something that was almost a lighter, more upfront, almost sweeter type thing. We've gone one now where it has a little bit more bitter. It's almost a little bit more adult. This is, uh, I could, oh man, I could see if, if especially if you like more bitter drinks or more drinks that are uh i don't, I don't want to say tougher to get through but especially if you're like a black coffee person i think you'd love this yeah and i think that i think uh that for me is kind of uh my my standpoint of i've always liked strong things like uh, black coffee of course strong black coffee um and, strong and good and strong there you go strong drinks bitter drinks love bitter drinks so i mean that that kind of is one of the reasons that i kind of played with that recipe and I made it the way that I like it. And I mean, it's, it's been pretty decent. I mean, people like it, people order it. And uh, I mean, I enjoy it primarily, so yeah. that's always good. Um, yeah, Manhattan seemed to be, I, in my opinion, like I, I think that's going to be the next like asterisk drink. Like everyone's moved to the old fashioned right now. I think people are like, oh, I'm too good for old fashioned. They're going to move to the next one. I think this is the next one in line. I think they're going to start figuring out these flavors and be like, oh, yeah. this is the palette. This is the way yeah. to go. It's so classy. I mean, yeah. even yeah. just looking yeah. at it, it's just a yeah. very classy drink. I think the vermouth is really uh, is the is the hard part for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the other thing is most people think vermouth and they think Churchill and avoid it and it's yeah. bad. Yep. Uh, man, people who think that way, it, I don't know what they're missing the, out on. There's the, a lot of good vermouth you could drink, Nate. The right the right that's amount at the right place is killer. Um, Michael, you want to add anything to this one? Yeah, I, I kind of like always going into the the feel and the smell of things. Uh, it's got a very sharp smell. It kind of made me think of like a like a mountain pine forest. It's got that very sharp, crisp, clean smell to it. Um, just right up front when you're getting a lot of that rye and those bitters on the nose. That's just kind of what it took me to a little bit. Could be 
out there. It's uh, It's got a little bit of a smooth, syrupy front end on the taste, kind of what uh, Aaron was enjoying. I kind of found that. And then that that anise, that rosemary <laughs> feel on the back end. I I enjoyed more than I enjoy most bitter things. I like a well-balanced cocktail. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of leaves your tongue just a little bit dry with the spices, and it was very mild on the on the back end. Yeah. Um, that's one interpretation, but... Yeah, I definitely agree. This is a, a very classy cocktail. Uh, the last one, the old-fashioned, I kind of imagine, you know, reclining on leather couches, perhaps some cigars for those who do those. Or some leather um, chairs. Yeah, or some leather chairs. Maybe in a room um, surrounded by pictures of Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> this one's definitely more of like a cocktail party, kind of wandering around, conversing, more of a standing Le- less black a, tie affair. Less a cabin in the woods saying, fuck it. Not so much, yeah. We miss him. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, I mean, so this is definitely the drink you drink in downtown New York. Like, you want to be classy, you want to have fun, and you want to get drunk. This tastes delicious, and it helps you on those bitter days that you're not a happy camper. I agree. You guys uh, want to add in there? I was going to say, I really want to try this without the anise, because it tastes so good up front, but then just goes so wrong for me. Uh, it's not like they're they're actually putting star anise in this. It's just part of their, their bitter build. But so maybe a different bitter for, for Aaron, potentially. It's possible, but the, the real thing here is, is much like the old-fashioned, this is barrel-aged. So you're, they're not going to be able to pull out from the barrel-aged. And you're, what you're losing is... That makes two of us. <laughs> says the man with a kid at the yeah, table. That's, um, it's the joke. Yeah, I get it now. <laughs> it's, it's better when it's explained. Yeah, <laughs> I get it now. So I don't think they could. I think you can come up here and say, "Hey, can I get your barrel-aged Manhattan without the anise flavor?" Didn't quite work that yeah, way. You have that part that's aged without it, right? Can we say anise one more time? Anise. Anise. Anise, depending on what language you speak. Licorice. Merit. We're professional. Okay. Um, I think we're going to be getting ourselves together. I think we'll be finishing up these cocktails. We're moving on. I think next is the Boulevard Vier. One of my favorites. This is going to be a very interesting for a lot of people at this table. I've never had one. Yeah. Well, oh, they're delightful. Let's see how this goes. It's a drink. Oh, now we're back for our... Uh, this is drink number three, right? Yeah. Four. Four. Three yeah. and a half. Three well, and a half. Shot and three drinks. Uh, yeah. Three, okay. three and a quarter. Uh, and, and we're having a Boulevardier, correct? Boulevardier, yes, sir. Um, for, for those at home... Talk us through a Boulevardier. Okay, so the Boulevardier is uh, essentially a, um, a rye Negroni um, in and of itself. Right. So it is going to be a little bit bitter. Um, it does have Campari. Um, it does have a little vermouth. I mean, I kind of, I've kind of I've tweaked it a bit, and I've made it the way I like it, and I think you guys will enjoy it a lot more. Um, just because I made it a little more fresh, a little more drinkable. Uh, it's not going to be as bitter as the original, like, uh, in the original Boulevardier would be. Um, there's a cool story behind the Boulevardier. Uh, there was a gentleman writing an article for a magazine called the Boulevardier, and the bartender created him a Rye Negroni and named it the Boulevardier after the magazine. So, uh, so that's why it's called the Boulevardier. But it's it's an awesome drink. The way we do it, we tweak it. I add a little Aperol to it um, and take it with a little Campari, so it's not as bitter. And then uh, I add a little Averna. It's another Italian Amaro, um, so it does add uh, a little hint of sweetness, not overbearingly sweet. Um, and it's not super bitter. Yeah. Easy uh, to drink. Mm-hmm. Man, the, those first notes, when it just hits the mouth, it's just like angels weeping every time I taste it. <laughs> it, just blo- it blooms yeah. in your mouth. Randy, you want to say something on this? Every single time I love this drink. I personally love this drink, but I hate Campari, Absol, and all those flavors because it reminds me of Beverly. And those who don't know what Beverly is, you need to vend oh, no. go, go, go to Coke World. You'll oh, no. learn. Coke World in Vegas. <laughs> oh, no. But this drink is sweet. It is it's floral. It's got this wonderful bourbon bouquet. And then that little hint of orange right. in the end, it's a wonderful rye drink. Yeah. What am I... What is that just straight bitter I'm getting at the very back end of that drink? Oh, uh, the Campari. The Campari? Yeah, yeah there's definitely yeah. Campari. Okay. It's been something for my entire... My entire life of drinking. I was a bartender for yeah. years. It's been the one thing that's been super hard for me to like. Yeah. I know you saw my face at the the beginning. I absolutely. Uh, this is yeah. like we're opposites right now on this yeah. drink. Or no, we're this. We're I guess we're the same on this drink, but it was for the last drink. The, be- the beginning is so nice, so sweet, everything, and then I just get hit with that like real hard bitterness, 
Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I yeah. just did not expect it. That that's a curveball for me at the yeah. end of that yeah. drink. Definitely. Um, it's still very good, but it just sneaks up on you. You smell it. You taste it initially. I would not expect yeah. any bitterness at all, and it just comes out of fucking left field. It's just yeah, 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 yeah. But and that's yeah. There's definitely the yeah. the Campari in it. Um, I hope that I, didn't that wasn't that wasn't meant to be like a no a gross face. I no, know, no, not at all. I know I made a face, and that's why I, your finger was pointed directly at me. <laughs> it's more like a surprised face to me. It, yeah, it it was, I just like did not expect that in yeah, that yeah. back yeah. face. No, it it just it shocked me. Like, yeah, I have to say too, this is probably just based on color one of the like. It's just one of the prettiest looking drinks I've seen as far it's like super simple, but just the color of it on its own is just beautiful. Yeah. It It which, is it's a beautiful drink. Which it is really like is. shopping for a fridge based on the color, but yeah. it, 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 it just has to be said, it's it's beautiful. This, this to me tastes like you took an orange and just soaked it in some really good rye whiskey and then like cra- cracked it open and I took a bite of that orange and I was like, oh man, this is so great. And then I continued the bite and got to the rine. Yeah. And then yeah. yep. there's that like that, that the bitterness from the rind yep. uh-huh. in Definitely. the end. And it's like that adds that weird texture at the end. But I don't find it as off putting as the uh, anise on the previous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I agree with Aaron there, but with one minor twe- tweak. I think it's it's kind of it's kind of grapefruity to me because there's the citrus from the orange, yeah. but the Campari bitterness makes me just think instantly grapefruit. grapefruit. It just it's, but otherwise it, it's yeah. almost the exact same thing. No, I, I, I don't get really grapefruit. Maybe maybe blood orange, but definitely with like definitely orange. Yeah. Also, the color almost makes me. Um, <clears throat> one thing I also wanted to say with this one, um, I I do like it a lot. I I had written down kind of a scale as we were going along because the old-fashioned transitioned well into the Manhattan, now transitioned into this. I'm calling it the scale of manliness, and this one is now at the top of it for me. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. Uh, the the sweetness up front almost made me worry this drink was going in a very different direction, and although I'm sure I could easily see where a person who doesn't really enjoy bitter would not like the yeah, Campari, I think he got the balance good here. It's... It makes it so that I really like it a lot. It, it helps take an edge. It, where, where some of the other ones, one of the notes I had for some of the other drinks was a lot of the, mi- the things mixed together and were kind of almost a, a one flavor that everything, a lot of the things were together. You get waves of different things with this, and I like them all together. They complement each other well, where you get some distinct different flavors. And I like it a lot. It's a very complex drink. This drink's like a, it's like a journey, like as you go through the different <laughs> flavors. Don't stop believing yeah. <laughs> no, we're in Vegas. Lights don't go down in the city. But I like this. <laughs> okay, um, Nick. While we while we've got you here, and while we're while others are kind of sipping into notes here, talk to me about 1923 itself. Uh, so 1923, our concept is really, uh, is, I guess, a modern speakeasy. Um, definitely, uh, you know, you walk in into this bar and it's a total different world. Um, I mean, it's still, I've been here for years, and I still see the, the wow of people when they find the secret door, and they're like, oh my gosh, there's actually a bar in there. And it's not a little bar, it's a big-ass bar. You know, it's a, it holds a good amount of people. Um, and I mean, I see it time and time again when we do the events where we just have, we pack two, three hundred bodies in here, and it's just, you know, people just blown away when they walk in. Um, and it's really, I mean, the room sells itself. You know what I mean? They, people walk in, and they're they just, just transported to another world. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know that you guys used to do the burlesque, and yeah, take it, take it leave it however you want. I thought it was fun, uh, but I don't I don't miss it because your cocktails are still fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I know that you guys seem to get a lot of like negative Yelp reviews. At least I used to see a number of them. Yeah. I was shocked by it. Um, I have never gotten that here. I, I hope that people might listen, might be might regain a new interest because I don't know what it is that they had go wrong. I have been coming here for <clears> years. I may not have been as as one on one friendly with the, with the bartenders because I'm not always that that sociable, but. Every time I've been here, you, you 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 take care, and maybe some people are worried about the speed of things. Yeah. But you know, it takes love to make it right. Yes, it you is. You can't rush perfection. <laughs> well, well, I have uh, another thing before you speak on it, and I hope I hit this nail on uh-huh. the head for you. It's people don't understand that using quality ingredients and things, and spending the time and giving a shit about what you're making, costs a little bit extra. And that's that's the negative thing with with restaurants I've worked in, bars I've worked in, even our brewery. It's it's people go to 
their corner bar, they go to Chili's or they go yeah. to whatever Cheesecake Factory and they get an old fashioned at seven dollars. Fast, cheap, good. Pick two. Yes. Yeah. And so true, that's the problem true. is they come into a place and they pay they look at the bill and they go, fifteen dollars for a drink. And it's like you don't realize that these guys are hand carving their ice. They're making their bitters. They're making they're they're like the, with the old yeah. fashioned. That's a liquid drink. That's that that doesn't come cheap. The the cherries. Yeah. Oh my god. We used cherries. to buy them at the bar. I was at where I met a couple of these guys, and that stuff doesn't happen at the same price as. Oh no. Like, and I love Jim Beam, but so I'm not going to talk down on it. But doesn't it's not the same as making an old fashioned with Jim Beam or wild turkey or what? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I read through some of the Yelp reviews, too, yeah. and it seemed like that was the major gripe, and it's people just can't grasp that sometimes quality does cost a little bit more, and you can taste yeah. the hell out of it. Yeah, no, definitely. I think uh, that really is one of the things that makes us, uh, that or brings us uh, apart from other places also, is that the people that come in here, they don't mind, for the most part, they don't mind spending the money on a good drink. You know, there's people that are looking for a good cocktail, um, and because of that, you know, we kind of have that clientele, which is kind of nice. But you're right, you do have once in a while that people come in and go, how much for a blah, 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 blah. And I go, listen, you're going to have a vodka tonic. There's yeah. a thousand bars within a 10-foot radius. <laughs> you know, go, honestly, go somewhere else. Yeah, go somewhere else. If you're going to complain, you have an there's a casino Yeah. This is not a bar you come into and ask, what do you have? Uh, believe me, I've had it happen, dude. I'm like, I've been here for that. I've seen. Yeah. Like, What's your? I'm like, do you see any taps? I don't see any taps. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Can yeah. you make an old fashioned for me? Yeah. You know how to make an old fashioned? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, Nick, uh, I, I, yeah, does anyone else have anything you want to say on the, the, uh, yeah, yeah, on the Boulevard? Yeah. Um, so I know this is kind of an experience that's gonna be a little bit unique to me, but um, my my parents inherited my grandmother's house. And she has an orange tree there that has been there for 30, 40 years that's been cross-pollinated year after year with a grapefruit tree next door. And it produces these massive, slightly bitter oranges. And this is like, I need to bring some in for you guys because it tastes a yeah. lot like this experience is, minus the Bring alcohol. me some. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, that's awesome. And it's, it's, it's a really cool thing. Orange. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're Mormons. We're strong. No, no, no. <laughs> Whoa. Put a straw um, in the orange and drink it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's also just really, ref- it's a really refined drink. And I know I said the last one was like really classy. We were talking about like downtown New York. I feel like this one's refined palate lot wise. Like this is something that a whiskey drinker is going to drink and be able to appreciate. And someone who's brand new to drinking just won't really have the depth of experience to enjoy. Yeah, it definitely is. I think it's definitely, uh, it's an acquired taste for sure. Um, I mean, I look back to when I yeah. first started attending bar and this is, Probably not what I would drink, but then again, I mean, with with age and with with time, with experience, you you learn to enjoy different things. Like now, I can catch myself ordering a Campari and soda, and never before it was I was, I was like, I'm gonna order a Campari. Said, Hell no! Before I was like, Campari, guess that, you know. But now I'm like, I actually enjoy a Campari and soda. It's delicious. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. But you know, with age, off with age. But oh, <laughs> in three years, you know, I'll try it again. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, again, Beverly Coke yeah. World. It's funny you said the uh, you told the grapefruit thing because like as I was sitting here thinking, I was thinking, oh, maybe Tangelo would be like a more apt descriptor for this because it does taste kind of like orange, but a tangelo, for those who don't know, is a cross between a tangerine and a pomelo. Thank pomelo you. being a, uh, related to the Greek. Now we learned about a family. horse. Yeah. Yeah, Montenegro. A Montenegro. Tiny, tiny stallion. Now a yeah. tangelo. Oh. <laughs> what a strange show around. Well, I'm knowledge. Into, into yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah. Coke World makes me think of uh, Pablo Escobar, so... There you go. It all ties in. <laughs> Very nice tie-in, my friend. Um, anything else you guys want to add on the Boulevardier? Big fan of this. I'm, I, I know it's not exactly... Thank you, thank you. Is this on your hidden menu? Uh, it is on the secret menu, yeah. yes, sir. Uh-huh. By the way, secret menu, there's a little book on the bar. If you don't know... Find yeah. the book. Ask for the know. ask for the cocktail Bible. Yeah, you know. It's there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe. I think if I like you, I'll let you see it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sure if they're coming in there saying, hey, I heard this on a podcast, you'd be like, you got bad taste. What the fuck are you listening to? <laughs> um, I think I think we're uh, I think we're at a great point here. Um, Nick, I think we're ready for our, our yeah. Sazerac. Let's do it. Thank awesome, you. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome back into an imperfect oh. pour. We're not even counting down. We're just going right into this bad boy. We now have the Sazerac in front of us. Um Sazerac is my favorite cocktail, but I uh, but Nick may or may not remember these put me down. 
It's it's bedtime after this yeah. one. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> I, I I have told him, and you know, whatever. He's got he's got tons of of, of customers. Man, I could I could honestly sit through ten or twelve neat shots of whiskey and and recite the alphabet no problem walk through no big problem i have a sazerac after any other drink and I, in bedtime yeah, yeah it puts him down like a wildebeest with a tranquilizer dart <laughs> very much so i've or seen like, it happen time and time again yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, and, he, and he sounds like, I'm it like uh, maybe you need a water chris all right <laughs> that said they take care of they take care of everyone here um so we have a sazerac not on your menu anywhere ne- nowhere nope nowhere Nowhere but one of the classics that you need to know. Um, just being a good a good bartender, you need to know those classics. Um, I, I have a question for you. Why is it not on the menu? Um, that's a good question, honestly. Um, and, and how much greasing of the palms do I have to do to, to make you guys call it the imperfect Sazerac? <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of kidding. <laughs> um, I, I have to say, I, I have made Sazeracs myself. I've had Sazeracs at many places, other places here in Vegas. You guys kill this. It thank you. needs thank to you, be... You. People need to know that they can order this. That's that's what I'm getting at. Wait, well, I am going to have to... I'm going to update that menu soon. Uh, we were actually talking about that a couple weeks ago. So well, once we update it, yeah, it'll go on there, definitely. Uh, and we've got some, some video. I'm sure it'll be caught on many different places. You guys, again, make a proper presentation and take it so seriously. I, I, I adore it. Um, Talk, talk us through the, the process of you guys making your Sazerac here on site. Um, well, of course, the absinthe rinse. Um, we use a, a good quality absinthe. Um, it doesn't have to be super good quality, just something flammable. And then a little theatrics that we use, uh, just like the absinthe on fire, and uh, let it burn for a while, coat the glass, um, then turn it out with a scoop of ice, so you get a little, you know, you get a little steam come off the, the glass, and then prepare the drink in a separate beaker. Um, yeah, rye. Lots of Pichold's bitters, as you guys saw. There like 10 or 12 dashes of Pichold's bitters. Um, gotta be pitchholds, can't be any other bitter. It's 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 that it's that that bitter is really the the, the seasoning of the cocktail. What kind um, of bitter did you say that was? Pitchholds. It's a New Orleans bitters. Okay. Yeah, like a like a it's like a easiest way to describe it. It's almost like a like a bitter cherry kind of bitters is what it is. A distinct bitter cherry and anise is kind of the, the flavor profiles you get there. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, those bitters in there. A little bit of uh, we use a little bit of simple syrup just to sweeten it up a little tiny bit. Uh, that's it. Stir it up. Serve it neat. Um, in a chilled glass and the lemon peel on top. It's got to have the lemon peel just to wrap the, wrap the package up. And it's, it's an amazing drink. Oh, yeah. it an amazing is. drink. Alrighty, right. hit it. So what I love about this drink is when you smell it, there's this bouquet of lemon, right? And then it kind of gets this rye, almost bread. So it's like this lemon muffin smell. And I love that, like, poppy, lemon seed, muffin, like, amazingness because you get the rye, that anise, that smoky, that sour cherry, just full of so much complexity that I love about this drink. And it's so simple, but it's like, it hits you all at once. If you just take the time to try each one of those individual moments, it's just like, it's a complete drink. Um, Sazeracs have always been, this holds such a special place. They are are simple, but they're also simply easy to screw up. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Um, I've had so many bad Sazerac. I thought I I didn't like Sazeracs for a long time. Um, I want to get to this because uh, we've made it mentioned on, on a number of episodes. Aaron does not like licorice or anise. Aaron, please, please tell us about your experience here with the Sazerac. Okay, so this drink, um, smell it. Obviously, you get a lot of lemon, and I go to taste it, and it's just, I get that nice lemon, but then there's this like oakiness behind it, and I got some like light it's very smooth and there's this weird like taste that i can't quite describe because i haven't put my finger on it quite yet but i don't get the like the it feels like that anise flavor is kind of hidden in everything and kind of like holding everybody's hands and uh holding all the flavor hands and yeah it's (laughs) delightful it's super nice uh i found myself like taking another cup, kind of quick drink. Like, wait, what is this? And it's, it's definitely got a lot going on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's excellent. Yeah. That's that's kind of crazy. Um. How how that works. You know, some stuff you there's definitely you know the subtle anise, but it doesn't overpower anything. Other drinks, the first thing you get is, is the anise or, or the black licorice flavor. Um. And it's pretty crazy how I mean I remember, 
seeing that recipe for the first time and going, absinthe, why the hell an absinthe rinse? And now I understand, you know? I mean, I, years after, I understand. Which is, you know, oh, there's other drinks that I have a certain rinse of something, and it really does add a hint of something to the drink, but it doesn't overpower it. If you had more than that rinse, I think it would just be a total different cocktail for sure. It would just yeah. change the flavor entirely. It's like mm. the perfect balance. So let's go to the other side of the spectrum. Michael, I know, <laughs> loves him some absinthe. Mm-hmm. Before I really talk about the absinthe, I'm, I'm actually going to respond to Aaron a bit. Welcome to my world. Uh, last time I was here, I don't think we're doing any of these cocktails today, but I made a casual mention to our bartender over here that I don't like gin. And this asshole proceeds to make me at least two gin cocktails. I'm like, oh, I hate this thing. But damn it. I really love this. So, more fun than welcome that. to my world. He does this to people all the time, I'm sure. I do. Every, every time. I do it all the time. People don't even know. Right under the nose. Oh, I don't drink this, that. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I'll make it some of the exact component, man. Like a gin. Uh, I've had people tell me, oh, I, I can't stomach a rum. I'm like, okay, I'll make you something or a rum that's going to blow your mind. There you go. I can fall in the same category. I hate Campari, but a Boulevardier, one of my favorite drinks here. Yeah. yeah. Um... Well, you guys are kind of getting your, your, your buzz together in case you guys want to say some more stuff about it. Um, talk to us about a couple other um, interesting drinks that might be on or off the menu. Things that maybe a little more signature to you. Things that you might like building. Because I know you, you are really good at uh, going, you don't like this? I want to find a way for you to like it. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what can someone else expect coming into 1923? Maybe either on menu, off menu. Something that you think they should really just hit at and go and try. Uh so one of the one of the drinks that I think is is uh, has been bastardized over the years is uh, I mean I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge uh, uh, you know I love rum I've always been a I've, I've always been a pirate with rum I grew up drinking rum and I love rum um, and I think one of the cocktails that's been ruined over and over again is the mai tai you know and a real good traditional mai tai is a badass drink the problem is that people come in expecting that you're gonna use grenadine pineapple juice a bunch of other garbage and no 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 that's fine in its own whatever. But when you make a real Mai Tai with real orgeat, with fresh lime, oh, it's just a different drink. Real orange puros out. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's an, it's a, a world of its own. It's an amazing drink. It, it goes down way too easy. It's awesome. Like a, it's like a great woman. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, wow. You slipped the name none of us. Oh, wow. Do you want to jump in on our podcast? I got to order a new drink. Or a great dude. We're not going to segregate here. Yeah. Oh. Um, so and also, I will be ordering a Mai Tai when this is over. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'd love to make it for you. For sure. I have a feeling that uh, when, when we're done, we're, we're all just going to settle up to the bar anyways because um, it's you guys just kill it. Everything you, you, you thank put you, thank in front you. of us, it's just <laughs> awesome. I am still feeling rather parched. Uh, yeah. We're uh, stumbling home tonight. Yeah. Jeff, looks like you're ready to make some comments here, either about the Sazerac or about the place in general. <laughs> I, I need to update my manliness scale. <laughs> it keeps sliding. It just little, keep, I love yeah, it. it keeps. There keeps ending up being one that that goes on to the end, and it was the Sazerac. It's as much as I liked that Boulevardier and how it's kind of had that bitterness and nice balance of flavors and a lot of interesting things. The Sazerac it's doing a lot of similar things, and it bl they blend so well together. I'm I'm shocked that this isn't a more popular drink. Um, this is the first time I've ever had a Sazerac. That is incredible, and yeah, I, I can see where I've, I've actually heard it described a couple of times because I know a few people here are fans of them, and I had a very different impression going in. I might be able to speak to kind of the newbies in the audience about, about this sort of a thing that maybe are expecting it to be, oh, they hear that it's going to have, so it's probably going to be this, that anise flavor is maybe going to be overpowering. No, it blends in with everything else. It just has this little hint. Cherry and lemon probably on the nose was mostly what I got. Right, it, it, it's a phenomenal drink. I, I I worry that now I'm gonna order them other places and try to compare them. Unless you go to a a bar that gives a shit about what they're putting into their drinks, there there are there are those bars. They, they still do exist. They're, <clears> Buffalo they're Wild Wings is a, is a very good. Yeah, be, be dubs, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but. Uh, I know I, I was off air, uh, off uh, mic talking about uh, the only one I've ever had was at a, a place in Costa Mesa, and it was fantastic. This one was better. But Thank you, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Um, you're going to find places that don't, I mean, that don't have absinthe. They're going to use Pernod and 
I mean, it'll do kind of the same job, but it's not. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's you're not it, the same. It, no, it's not at all. So they're, they're, you're going to find some half-ass, like, kind of Mickey Mouse versions, and it's just yeah. not going to be the same. If you can find good places that actually have the right ingredients and the bartenders that give a shit about the drink itself, you'll probably find some decent ones. But if you go to just a bar that might have the ingredients and they're just going to, and, and you're in a line of 10 people and they're trying to make quick drinks, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah. I'm going to order a Sazerac at Dave and Buster's well, now. All right, Derek, what you got there? <laughs> no. <laughs> Going, is, is there uh, Dave and Buster's in Vegas? Is that yeah, a thing out yeah. Here? I think there's one. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if that you, was like you can, you can gamble at No, no, no. Yeah, too. there's one. There's one, but I've never been to it because you know everybody and their mother goes to it, so it's always packed. It, no, it no, is really like, fun to play video games. Well, yeah, when you're smashed, of course. And, yes. Yeah, I can do that at home. Do you guys have something out here that's? that's, <laughs> that's, that's actually, we do have. Yeah, we do have. Uh, we have an adult version of it uh, where you don't have to take your kids to because it's actually a bar. Um, there's a couple different ones. There's one called High Scores. There's a couple oh. different locations, and that's where you know you go. You go in. They have a really good selection of craft beer. Uh, decent bar. No, you know, not crap yeah. cocktail not, not trying to make you talk about competitors. I just was. Yeah, no, no, but it's a cool bar. Song. It's the kind of bar you know you go in and there's cabinets, video game cabinets, that's and you can just play. You know, you can play Pac-Man while you're smashing a brew. That's you know? hey, that's cool. Yeah, it's not fun to me. All right, yeah. back back to Derek. What you got here? This so um, going back to what Jeff was saying about being new to the Sazerac, I think I've had three actually, and one of them was made by. Did you say by, new or nude? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I try most of my drinks in the nude. This is kind of a. a a, a new thing for me right Interesting. here. A new thing for me. Just wearing a shirt? Just being dressed? No. You're no. Donald Ducking it right now. So. <laughs> <It's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't want to cease and desist here. Um, but when I had been described as Sazerac before, and my first thoughts going into it every time was that this was an absinthe drink. And this really isn't. I mean, you're just kind of splashing around a glass and then setting it on fire like they do here, because that's just really cool. Yeah, don't do that in a plastic glass, by the way. But you know, be my guest. The absinthe yeah. is super important to the drink, though. Yes, and it's it just it so. it really is a whiskey drink, though, and it's yeah. and oh, yeah. well made right. Like my first Sazerac, it, it I don't think they poured it out. It was just uh, that, yeah, and that right that'll ruin the whole drink. It. Yep, that'll ruin the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was kind of mixed in, and um, yeah, they, were, they were actually kind of proud of it because they were it was a barrel aged Sazerac, and I think they just poured. Absinthe into their barrel with the other ingredients. Oh shit! And um, I, I gotta say, Ooh. it was interesting. <clears throat> and that's Don't probably be the polite. Best. No, no, no. It was it was really interesting, and it wasn't even bad. It just wasn't a Sazerac. It it really wasn't. And this is if you've ever been offered a Sazerac and you just thought oh, I hate absinthe, give it a try. It's very whiskey forward. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, definitely get lots of rye. Lots of uh. rye. Anyone else want to make another comment on this bad boy? Or, or can I put this one to bed? Because let me tell you. Because you're about to go to bed. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I got my time me left. Don't worry. I, I do a lot of work out in Las Vegas in, in my personal life. Um, getting out here to do a podcast is is an absolute pleasure for me. I hope it's been acceptable yeah, for you. Oh, definitely. Thank I know you. we're having a great time with it. Um, I don't care. Anytime I can make myself out here and grab one of these drinks, I know I'm going to sleep well that night. You guys, I, 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 I've made them for friends. I make them when I can. Every time I do, I'm like, oh, I feel, hey, look, I made a I come out here, I'm like, oh, I just made an abomination, really. <laughs> well, um, if anybody does, that's listening, does want to see Chris do his Vegas work that he's talking about, just buy a couple tickets to Thunder from Down Under. <laughs> just enjoy. Oh, Except okay. I'm, I'm the after show. It's called Thunder from Down Under the Belly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Stage name is Papa Bear. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the sideshows for Absinthe. Don't ask questions. Uh, or would it be Sugar watch. Bear? Uh, <laughs> um, well, it's the same thing. I do something called Carrot Top, but it's not the comedian. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little back on track because I think uh, I think drink four and a half is uh, catching up to us. <laughs> um, Nick, I want to say an absolute thank you. Um, I'm not sure how many times you guys have had live podcast reviews come in here I'm guessing first time first time and it's it's been a lot of fun you pop some of our chairs we pop yours there we um, go <laughs> um, I, I hope that a lot of people will, will listen to this not just people who are looking for amazing craft cocktails but people who are just interested in um, interesting libations 
the take the time find the hidden speakeasy under the staircase. Uh oh. Before oh, I'm about to say, Jeff, I just want to actually throw in really quick because Chris has been here a lot of times and he definitely likes the place a lot. He's a little uh, of a knowledge of the place going in. I have no experience whatsoever, and I just want to honestly say. I would make a trip to Vegas just to come here. This place is phenomenal. You, and it would you. change your mind about thank a lot you. of different drinks, especially if you've even had them before and you didn't like them. I, yeah. At the yeah. risk of brown yeah. nosing, it was amazing. Same. That's, you, that's literally my Yelp <laughs> comment. It's just same. And he's my got dad. a kid, too. I've got a kid. So my, my kid is at the Luxor right now with my wife, and I came out to do this. Awesome. I appreciate everything you guys do. Of course, my pleasure. The whole, I know you're the one that's in here talking right now, but your staff, everybody's been wonderful, delightful. The the place is great. The ambiance is wonderful. So thank you for having us all out of here. Of course, of course, my pleasure. Thank so, you for coming. So here's the real question. You you guys are talking about updating your 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 Bible. You're updating your, your hidden menu. Yeah. What do you think about uh, another invite when you get that update and we review yeah, what you got coming in there? Of course. That sounds, I, I, that I'm not, like, yeah. I'm not sure if idea. I'll be able to get enough guys that would be interested. Any of you guys want to be able to come back? For oh, God, no, oh. never. Not <laughs> you know. Raises uh, hands. I got to wash um, my hair at some point. Um, What's wrong with you people? I, I hope that <laughs> some people are going to listen to this, come up and whisper in your Pablo Escobar. Yeah, yep. And if uh, I also I hope, hope so. you don't get uh, too offended if someone goes, hey, can I have one of them imperfect Sazeracs just because I made a joke about it? I think that'd be pretty cool uh, <laughs> because if you did, we all know what that would be. That'd be an imperfect pour. I think with that, thank you very much. We will uh, catch up and hopefully we'll be back here another time soon. Take care.